My dear Wormwood, you mentioned casually in your last letter that the patient has continued to attend one church, and one only since he was converted, and that he is not wholly pleased with it. May I ask what you are about? Why have I no report on the causes of his fidelity to the parish church? Do you realize that unless it is due to indifference, it is a very bad thing? Surely you know that if a man can't be cured of church-going, the next best thing is to send him all over the neighborhood looking for the church that suits him until he becomes a taster or connoisseur of churches. The reasons are obvious. In the first place, the parochial organization should always be attacked, being a unity of place and not of likings. It brings people together of different classes and psychology together in the kind of unity the enemy desires. The congregational principle, on the other hand, makes each church into a kind of club. And finally, if all goes well, into a clique or faction. In the second place, the search for a suitable church makes the man a critic, where the enemy wants him to be a pupil. What he wants of the layman in church is an attitude which may indeed be critical in the sense of rejecting what is false or unhelpful, but which is wholly uncritical in the sense that it does not appraise, does not waste time in thinking about what it rejects, but lays itself open in uncommenting, humble receptivity to any nourishment that is available. You see how groveling, how unspiritual, how irredeemably vulgar the enemy is. This attitude, especially during sermons, creates the condition most hostile to our whole policy, in which platitudes become really audible to a human soul. There is hardly any sermon or any book which may not be dangerous to us if it is received in this attitude. So. Bestir yourself and send this fool on a tour of the neighboring churches as soon as possible. Your record up to date has not given us much satisfaction. I have looked up in our records the two Anglican churches nearest him. Both have certain claims. At the first of these, the vicar is a man who has been so long engaged in watering down the faith to make it easier for what he supposes is an incredulous and hard-headed congregation that it is now he who shocks his parishioners with his unbelief, not vice versa. He has undermined many a soul's Christianity. But perhaps your patient is not quite silly enough for this church, or, uh, or not yet. At the other church, we have Father Spike. The humans are often puzzled to understand the range of his opinions. Why, he is one day almost a communist, and the next not far from being some kind of theocratic fascist. One day a scholastic, the next prepared to deny human reason altogether. One day immersed in politics, and the day after declaring that all states of this world are equally under judgment. We, of course, see the connecting link, which is hatred. The man cannot bring himself to preach anything which is not calculated to shock, grieve, puzzle, or humiliate his parents and their friends. Uh, but I must warn you that he has one fatal defect. He really believes, and this may yet mar all. But there is one good point which both of these churches have in common. 
They are churches dedicated to a factional thinking. I think I warned you before that if your patient can't be kept out of the church, he ought at least to be violently attached to some party within it. I don't mean on really doctrinal issues. About those, the more lukewarm he is, the better. No, the real fun is working up hatred over styles and approaches to worship. Stand or sit or kneel, lower the head, raise one's arms, traditional or modern music. These issues are an admirable ground for our activities. Without them, the church might have become a positive hotbed of charity and humility. <laughs> Your affectionate uncle, Screwtape. Yeah.